Hello and welcome to the Jacob Steinke Show, Brad, making me laugh over here. Um, this is episode 16. We got a special guest here today. First, I'll introduce Brad. What's going returning on? Returning on. What's going on, Brad? How you doing? Living the dream, man. It's good. Living the dream, living the dream, man. First time on the show, local musician, Mr. Stephen Hall. Thank How you, you doing, Stephen? Uh, I'm doing great. Doing great. Living the dream. Living the dream, living the dream. I yep. see we're all just living the Dream. We're all just living the fucking COVID-19 dream. It's a fucking <laughs> I used to be a rock star and like blues legend, and now I play in my basement. Right. I mean, that, that had to have been a big, big change for you, no? Man, I, I want to bash my head off a table every time I think about it. I mean, how many shows do you think you would have played? This year, it would have been upwards you know, of like 200 shows. Easy. For the, for the year? For the entire year. Damn. I, I capped out at like maybe 20. <laughs> wow, I'm honestly surprised you even got that many. Yeah. Oh, well, see, I've, I've been playing since, like, January. Right. So well, and yeah, at the beginning of the year, mm. it wasn't, like, massive shutdown the way it has been. Mm. Actually, I, I think it's closer to, like, 30, because I did do a bunch of shows over the the summer there for a hot minute. Really? Okay. And, how, I mean, what were the crowds like with the with the COVID? Well, at first, they, it was like nobody was fucking there, because, like, they, everyone's, like, you know, terrified. And I was like, right. Yeah, that's fine. I understand. And then they got word that I was playing at certain places, and they're like, fuck, let's go hear them. Let's die. Yeah, right. All right. This shit. Let's go. Yeah, that's the way to be, though. I mean, it shows you got fans, though. Yeah, and, and uh, it was raining one time, and I expected everybody to get in their cars and leave because, like, I was under a canopy. They were right. Not, they weren't. And, like, everyone's like, yeah, the rain. Sometimes it adds a little. A little. I was at a concert once. It started raining. We didn't leave right away because it's like, yeah, you know, it adds a little something different. A little bit. Yeah, God, God's just tinkling on you a little bit. <laughs> God's just tinkling on <laughs> you a little when, bit. When you know he loves you. Taking a little ass. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you think the biggest crowd you've ever had? Um, in person, I'd have to say it was the Chicago Blues Festival in 2019, where like I got there and there was like 150 people just standing around. And uh-huh. then I started got started getting playing, and then like everyone just like filled in, and like I, there was that ease. had to feel good. Oh my god, man! I felt like a god. Like, <laughs> I don't know why people do cocaine in the music business. <laughs> <laughs> I feel invincible all the time. It just felt good. I was like, oh, all right, yeah, we'll go ahead and watch me. And um, although I'm very and I'm in a very committed relationship now. But uh, at the time I was single, and there was a lot of fine ass ladies. <laughs> like now I get, I get the the fucking draw. Like oh, there's this one chick. I cry every time I think about it. She was so fucking pretty. <laughs> I mean, so do you still get nervous when you're when you're out there performing? All the fucking I have stage fright. I mean, I I hear everybody, even like the big big name people. They still like every time like I'm about to go out. I'm still like I got that nervous like feeling in my gut, and, uh, like. Beyonce actually said she had stage right, and I was like, "How the fuck can Beyonce?" Have- right, that's Beyonce, bro. Like, <laughs> you say her name, and that everybody gets quiet. Like, are you kidding me? Like, right? She's like, "Yeah, no, I'm kind of a quiet person." I'm like, and then she goes oh. out there, <laughs> right, belching I'm, out. <laughs> right, she has she has the voice. She fucking has the body. She has the fucking move. Dance. She move. got the whole package. Right. Like, she's <laughs> a whole performer. Some people go out there, they can sing well, but they don't give much to look at. So I got, I, I want to know your opinion as a musician. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's, like, obviously the performing aspect is huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think it shows almost not more talent, but just, like, a different kind of talent? If they can just fucking stand there and sing and they still got this, this huge crowd 
just watching him and just in awe of him. And even though the, him or her or whoever it is, they're not even they don't even have to move. They can just sing, and it's that's enough. They don't I, have I to get all. I think that's interesting. I in if you kind of look at history, right? Right. Most of the music that people heard before a certain point, like they never saw the person performing it. Right. So I think when you have that nostalgia and like you come up, like a lot of the older dudes, they don't have to dance. They don't have to jump around because right. they grew up just listening and, you know, seeing the person live. It's like, oh, wow, that person is right. moving, they're breathing. They don't have to dance. They're just, there's someone they always wanted to meet versus like now you got to keep people's attention because it's a, it's a it's, microwave era. Like everyone. Right. It's got to be right now. Yeah, everything's got to be quick. Everything's got to be, you know, mm-hmm. you got to. Yeah, you can, you know me, I ain't moving my big ass. I'll sit in <laughs> one spot. Hey, there's some big dudes. I mean, like, um, you got to think, uh, I know you, you guys aren't really country guys, but like Garth Brooks, man, that dude is high fucking energy. He's not a small dude, <laughs> but that dude runs around. He'd be full on sweat. If you see me run around on stage, somebody better be chasing me with a knife. <laughs> I mean, I've come to a couple of your. I think I've come to two. Mm. Um, you weren't too far from our house the one day we went, um, and you like you move around, but you're entertaining in the little bit you do do. You know what I mean? And you play in guitar too. And <laughs> I think, do-do. yeah, do do. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, you you play guitar too, and mm. and all that. So it's not like you're just you know holding the microphone or standing oh, in front of the mic stand, stiff as a board. You know. Um, speaking of guitars, how many guitars do you have? I, I bet you you got to have. What? Guess. Guess? Yes. Uh I'm gonna have to go thirteen. That was a fucking good guess because I have thirteen guitars. <laughs> oh shit. I swear I didn't know that shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was say Damn. Damn. You, Damn, okay. I mean, what are the how many uh between like acoustics and uh electrics um, do you think? I got 37 bases, but I just consider <laughs> them just to be two. Uh, well, I mean, I actually do only have two bases. Uh, so two bass guitars. I have, I have two bass guitars. Um, uh, I want to say about four acoustics. I have, I have, I have one on loan um, from a friend of mine. It's it's like a 1949 Harmony guitar. So it's like a real old one of those you know Sears Roebuck guitars that you would get for cheap back in the day, and right. you would like learn how to play. Right. And then my newest one I just got this year was hand built by a guy up oh, wow. in Madison. That's right. Oh wow, that's awesome. Bro. And it had the most outrageous price tag. Oh, I'm <laughs> free, free ninety nine, baby. Free ninety nine. Just based off of your uh And that's what I keep telling people, follow your dreams, stay true to yourself. Like keep on that path, do what you got to do, and all the shit will come to you. Right. Well, I mean, you got your Facebook page. I was like, you you invited me to like it. So I, when I liked it, I was like, holy shit, a thousand! Like it was like one point three k. Like even that. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, some people are like, oh well, I have three million followers. Right? Okay, but still, you get a thousand. Yeah. That's good for Racine. I got twenty <laughs> on this show right now, just so we know. <laughs> we all put that out. I got twenty people. All and seven people who maybe have listened to the show fully through and through, man. But you know, it is what it is. I just I'm kind of just getting started, so it is what it is. But and that's how I started. Like when I first got playing, right? I played around town, right? And I did like a bunch of open jam sessions. I only played to the people in that room. Nobody outside that room knew who right. the fuck I was. Well, now I think it helps too with like phones and shit. If people are yes. hearing good music, they're like, oh shit, you know. And then they post it on theirs, and they post it on Instagram and stuff like that. And I think every time. 
have gone to one of your shows, there's at least like 20, 30 people with their phones just recording. And I am camera shy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy because while you're up there, I would not guess that. It, and, and the thing is, it's like I put up like this wall. It's like, y'all can do whatever the fuck y'all want over there. Just don't come right. up here and fuck up my show. Right. <laughs> the thing is, when you get in that spotlight, it's kind of hard to see people because the lights are in your eyes. You're like, it, I can't and that's really why see nobody. So that they can see you, but you can't see them. It's kind of like a. Right. It's kind of like the. Uh, imagine them with like just in their underwear kind of deal. <laughs> it doesn't work for everybody, but well, some people do try to go off that. Speaking of theory, people in their underwear. Um, <laughs> I was playing this one show, and this lady, this old lady, she took off her bra and like she started waving it around. And she tried to throw it up on stage. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, mean, how old are we talking? Are we talking like forties, fifties, or are we talking 50s, like sixties, seventies, fifties? She looked good at least. <laughs> what? What? No. That dude, that boy, that don't matter, man. You fifty something. You you ain't at a rock show. You ain't at a but kiss concert. What are you doing? Like, and you were playing <laughs> blues music. Put your saggy titties away, goddammit. <laughs> They're Well, right, and you play blues music, so that's not the kind of music you. Well, I mean, it is. I've seen, but I'm sure, like you know, I mean, what? So what started that? I mean, what? What? kind of brought you to blues music what was the um, where where the love start when I, did it start that I, kind of like, thing i always kind of like loved old school music right so like uh-huh. i was a motown kid like anything that came out of motown like i loved the temptations martha and the vandellas the supremes all that shit that's what my parents listened to around the house and then like i would go get my hair cut by you know this the lady yep um every saturday right or every other Saturday, I can't remember. But uh, there's a radio station out of Milwaukee, or there was. It was like 1290, and they used to have a blues brunch. And we'd listen oh, okay. to that on the way to the, the barbershop. Oh, that's awesome, man. Then once I finally got old enough, right? YouTube. Right, exactly. Now you can find everything on YouTube. Yeah. And I like that kind of music, too. Like, that's the thing, too, is when people say, like, what kind of music do you like? I, I always just say, I like good music. You know? <laughs> You know, I like good music. I like all different kinds of music, and and, and blues is that's something different. <laughs> um, so what uh, what are what are your favorite song? What's your, one of your favorite songs? You you always you gotta have it in your show, man. You, you just gotta play it. Um, it's a a song by uh, Willie Dixon, I think wrote that song. Killing or no, Holland Wolf. I can't remember who wrote the song, but I know it was performed by Holland Wolf. It's uh, called Killing Floor. Okay. Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix covered it. A whole bunch of other people covered it. It's just yeah, and stuff. that's when you know. I feel like that's when you know you've got a like a really good song. Like when everybody's you know putting their own spin on it, because mm-hmm. then it's like you know they like it that much that they wanna they wanna have a little piece of that. You wanna hear my least favorite song? Yeah, what's your least favorite song? Whenever someone tries to get me to play it, I I almost immediately say no. <laughs> we already know what it is. <laughs> I don't think I know. You you think you know what it is, but it's not that song. I promise. It's the thrill is gone by BB King. Now that's like a super famous song. Okay. Right. It's, a great it's song. probably just overly asked for. One no. One of the greatest songs ever. <laughs> but I absolutely just I won't play it. So is it just overplayed or what? It, it's overplayed and like no one does a good job, good enough job in my opinion. Okay. Oh, I could see that. So, like, for. So that's your favorite, least favorite, but like other than your other favorite song, do you have like one where you're like, all right, I don't play it very often, but when I do play it, people like love it. Um, um, like uh, Pride and Joy. I don't play that. Pride and Joy. I used to play that song by Steve Ray Vaughan like a whole yeah. shit ton of times. 
because you know it's Wisconsin. You do that sound well. You do that sound well. I've heard you do it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Do you that very sound much. well. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Lots of inspiration. You know, Steve Ray Vaughn didn't die too far away from here. Really? Really. East Troy, Wisconsin. That's not too far. Oh wow! Yeah, my dad used to live there. Oh, a couple hours. Yeah. About an hour and a half. I think anyway. He lived around there anyway. Yeah. I remember oh, going okay. through East Troy at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not um, that far. No. Oh, that's crazy. I did not know that. Yep. One of the greatest guitarists to ever live fucking died in Wisconsin. Yeah, that, I mean, he was. He was insane. Too much cocaine? I don't, know. I don't know. It was a helicopter, sir. He was four years sober. <laughs> <laughs> he was four years sober, goddammit. He wasn't even on the cocaine anymore. Exactly. <laughs> he was like an AA, AA sponsor and all that shit. Like, he was doing the guy. Doing good for himself. So, so where, uh, I mean, how far do you usually go to play? Like, what's the farthest you've gone to play a show? Um, I keep it called, I've only ever played uh, professionally within the United States. So I've been to Texas for a few shows. Oh, wow. Um, Louisiana, Alabama. Um, I've yet to break out on the East Coast, but you know. What about in Wisconsin? Where is the farthest you've gone? Um, I want to say Appleton. Oh, okay. That's a pretty far stroll. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, not quite as far as Texas and Louisiana, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but in Wisconsin. In, in Wisconsin itself, yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is, you know, blues isn't as popular, hmm. you know, it's not a very popular genre currently right now, and so the fact that you're getting, you know, pretty big crowd shows, mm-hmm. you know... But is there more than just blues music that you do? Oh, absolutely. Right. Where where do you venture out to? Where what are some of the songs that aren't technically considered blues you but you venture out to those to those songs, those tracks? Um like I, I love uh, Superstition by uh Stevie Wonder. Oh that, yeah, great song. That's a crowd pleaser. Yes, it is, like, yes. Uh, Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. Oh dude, I love genius. that song. You know, that's one hundred percent soul. Yes, and I love that song. Like there's Southern Soul that I throw into my my shows, like uh songs by uh Eddie Taylor and um uh, darn, I can't think of the guy's name. But like you know, soul sings, right? Um, so, you know, sometimes I throw in some Sam Cooke, um, you know, anything that you know fits the moment. Some like right, that, some, Eric Clapton, some Eric Clapton, yeah, some Eric Clapton. Which ooh, some Chris Stapleton. I got some things about Mr. Eric Clapton, y'all. Wow, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is that now? <laughs> now, see, I'm a fan of his music and. Uh, uh-huh. He's always had a more composed personality. But during the 70s, he was fucking with them drugs a little too hard. And uh, apparently cocaine can make you racist. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Because he, um, some somebody recorded at one of his shows where he's just like, uh, I don't remember the term, but it was a, it was a derogatory term. Derogatory term towards the African-American uh, clan. He's <laughs> like, we need to get them out of here. They need they don't belong in England or whatever. Oh. Right? Yeah. So, like, when I heard that, I was like, eh. uh, oh, okay. Sorry, Erica. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, when Christy asked you to perform the song again, you got to be like, nah, he's a racist. I can't do it. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> well, my, well, my thing is, too, is, like, something I try and, like, block out, I guess, on that kind of stuff is, like, some of the, like, not not maybe him because he was not that long ago. Yeah. Some of these people in, like, the 40s, like, okay. Because more than likely everybody was anyway. Mm. So... Like, it's still wrong. I'm not yeah. saying, oh, oh, no, it's okay to be racist back then, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, it, everybody was doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, everybody was doing it, so I thought it was okay. <laughs> everybody fucking did that at one point. <laughs> yeah, right. Doesn't make it okay, motherfucker. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 Doesn't make it okay,
And now we know why we got kids like we got today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, next time, man, you do a set and she asks you to do it, I'll come up there for you. I'll do it for you. You gonna go up on stage? Mm-hmm. In I front mean, of, in front of, in front of how many people? I didn't What's the limit? What's the limit? Right now, currently, with with your where your stage fright is, what's the limit of the amount of people that there can be at a show? Uh, I don't know. I would. I did. There was one time he had, he went. I went to one of his shows, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna bring one of my friends up here, and he's gonna sing for you." And there was probably like 40, 50 people. Okay, what'd you sing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee whiskey. Oh, great song. But Love that song. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I went. I went to do karaoke for the first time last weekend, and uh, there wasn't too many people. Like out at a bar. Yeah, like yeah. The first two songs out, like the first song I sang, my jaw was like shaking, and my second one, I, my legs were uh-huh. shaking. But after that, like I got, I got into it. So, I mean, for my first show, if I sound like shit, <laughs> I would only maybe like a hundred people. I mean, would uh, I mean, would singing be something you'd want to do more, like kind of like Stephen does here? I mean, if if I got more confident with my voice, I definitely would want to go do a show. If he was like, "Hey, come out and do a show," or "Come to an open mic," I would, but. For now, I don't mind just going to karaoke, singing a few songs. And All right. See, for me, like, I like to sing. <laughs> can you technically sing? Sure. But can you do it well? There's the difference. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, uh, I'll stay in my know, lane. You give us, I mean, give us a taste right now. <laughs> Come on, Brad. Give us a little taste. No, what I you got? To you, Jake. Me? <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> what you talking about, boy? <laughs> I, like, I like them people, though. I do like them people, though. They'd be like, yeah, you know. I always wanted to sing, but I can't sing. And then it's like, oh, well, get, you know, give me a little something. And then they just belch out something mm-hmm. like, well, and you're like, oh, okay, Jesus Christ. I thought you said you can't sing. God damn. That's what my ex-girlfriend said. She said I couldn't sing. Mm. Well, she was lying. I feel like song choice is a big thing, too, oh, though. Because yeah. there's some people that, like, you first hear them and they sing a song and you're like, oof. Mm-hmm. Shit, and then they'll sing a different song. And you're like, oh, actually, that's not that bad. See, that's don't sing that. Don't sing that other song. I sing like blues and R and B and like soul music really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm a white dude, so when they see me go Wait, up there and this, si- this is the first <laughs> I'm hearing of that. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. So they see me come up there and they're like, oh, it's a it's a husky white boy. He's gonna sing country, and then I'll and then I'll turn on. See, nah. See, the look I would get, the look I would get is you gonna sing something like, uh, like uh, what what are them bands called? Like Nickelback, <laughs> <laughs> like he gonna come out here, he gonna come out here singing Nickelback so, or funny, so plain white tees. Plain white tees, yeah, hell yeah, you gonna come out here. So I go up on stage, and uh, I'm singing a Rascal Flatts song, and then the next song I Bike sing is, is "Back at One" by Brian, you know Brian McKnight, mm-hmm. and I, I start singing. This white goat lady goes, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, is like that, I would not be able to stop myself from fucking laughing. (laughs) So, (laughs) trying to sing and she just, holy shit. Holy shit. And I start laughing and she goes, don't laugh, keep singing. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, it was, Uh, it was fun. First, first go to song. You're going out karaoke. All right. What are you singing? First one. So this time I went out, I sang wonderful tonight, but if I'd say my, like if, my first song going out, I'd probably be like, <sighs> I'd probably have to say Rascal Flatts. Uh, Rascal Broken Flatts. Road. I think that's, yeah, a, that's a great song. But it's my thing is, I don't want to, like, if I start going out more, I don't want to hear that, you know, hit that first song where it's like, oh, everyone's going to be like, 
Well, and I feel like well, and sometimes too, certain songs are more are more challenging than others, and you don't really want to start with like a super fucking challenging song and like wear out your voice the very first well, time. Oh wait, hold on, oh, Steven's got a story see, over here. Right, 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 right. Just go ahead, go blow your little vocals out. Go ahead. Do, well, do you? Do, hold on, I got one question for him. Do you think that someone who doesn't sing that well can learn how to sing better? Absolutely. It, it's, a, it's a possibility. I never sang as a, well, I mean, like, I'd sing around the house, but, like, I wasn't a singer, and now look at me. I'm right. hitting three notes out of ten. Right. <laughs> three out of ten. That's all you need. That's all you need, baby. That's all you when need. You, when you play the guitar, that's all you need, baby. Right. Well, I, so, um, I think if I, like, if... Someone came up to me and was like, hey, you should try to do this song. I'm like, eh, I'm just going to go with what I know. Or th- this one lady was like, you sing that so good, you should sing like Whitney Houston. I was like, okay, do you see <laughs> me? I'm a, I'm a dude. I'm not going to be belting out, I will always love you. It's not going to happen. I, I will always love you. Yeah, that, <laughs> that wouldn't be me. I'd start singing and my voice would be like, <laughs> Like a dying goose, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, what what would be your go-to song? Go-to song, karaoke wise. Go-to song. Uh, I've always done. You know, I'm a I'm a country dude. Uh, but I, I I like the old school country. So I mean, I'd go even. Uh, you know, you look so good in love. That's a George Strait. Um, when you say nothing at all, Keith Whitley. <laughs> flying clean over my head <laughs> uh when you say nothing at all keith whitley that one I'll, I i'd sing I that i want to do a use me by uh, bill, withers. bill withers good shit good song. Good well song what would be your choice for first song out of karaoke be like if you went out to care see but that's the thing man i don't want to invite him to care and make everybody <laughs> else looking bad out here now <laughs> i'm not a singer and if i don't have a guitar in front of me i do good luck <laughs> you can't nah shut the fuck up with that i went out there and did just fine and i didn't have to have a guitar but you don't know how to play the guitar that's his career. i feel like yeah i feel like that's his comf that's his uh that's what makes him it's comfortable like a, a uh, safety mechanism yeah, or something, yeah. right? Like a comfortable. Yeah, that's understandable. But would you would you come out and ever like if you ever came out with this, which I would like you to, would you ever go up and be like, "All right, I'm going to sing the song." I just want you to know that I am a fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Maybe we should do a practice run here, like we did the other night first, and see if we want to take them out in public or not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna be doing shit with that microphone. I'm gonna be singing to people and getting up in their face and shit, just fucking acting stupid. Hey, that's all right, man. Have fun with it. I think that's another thing too. What did I sing? Uh, uh, I sang something real. That's real, like fast paced and shit. But well, the thing was is like. So my mom, my mom sings, my sister was singing, my grandma was singing, and they all move around and dance with the music. And I was just like, nope, I'm going to stand right here you said, and I'm just sing. When I was nervous, I, w- I would stick my hand in my pocket and I would sway back and forth a little bit. And I was like, all right, this works. I don't have to move very much. I can just do this and I'll be right. all right. But I had like three or four drinks and I was like, all right, I'm comfortable <laughs> now. I'm feeling good. See, did I, it? Do you think it helped when we did our karaoke night here with just a few people we had I here? I think it did because I never sang in front of your mom. Right. I never, sang, I never sang in front of your sister or her boyfriend. Right. So that really helped. Neither have I. And I have known thing, them for how long? Well, <laughs> you did it. I'm proud of you. Well, the right. thing was I was already comfortable with everyone else except for them because I've right. sang in front of everyone else. But those were the only people that I was really like nervous. Right. Other than that, it, after the first like one or two songs, I was fine. Right. I just want to I want to say that like 
it's significantly worse for people that you know. I I would agree almost because like I feel like they for one they're not going to maybe want to hurt your feelings or they're going to want to hurt your feelings depending what? on the type of people you're around. Yeah. Uh, but like I feel like that you you want to impress them more than you want to impress, you know. When I'm doing these shows, right? I don't give a shit if I fuck up. I'm never going to see these bitches again. Right. Well, that's what my cousin said. She goes well, it's just karaoke. You'll never see these people again. I was like, okay, Britt, you you come from a little town that maybe has 400, 500 people. Mm-hmm. I come from Racine, has 70,000 people. I'm pretty any- sure there's a lot of bars in Racine. You're going to see these people more than once in your life. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Well, and it depends on, too, because sometimes you go to a bar and they have regulars that are there every mm-hmm. single night for karaoke. So yeah. if you like really sound bad or really fuck something well, up, and they're, they're going to remember. Well, and that's what I said. I said... I was like, hey, mom, you know, let me know if you go out tonight. I got a few friends. They maybe want to come out. We'll come and watch you guys. We maybe just have a few drinks. But even we could go if we really wanted to. I mean, um, every every Friday and Saturday night at uh, the Veterans, uh, the Foxhole, right? It's the Foxhole. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They have, uh, they have karaoke. I assume you've played there. I have. Once or twice. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, so where, where, where do you think... Uh, where where are most of your places you play the most at in in the Racine area? By far, Smoked on the Water is my number one go to. Caleb Robinson, he runs the place. He's a, a math teacher. Okay. Is it, where is that Smoked on the Water? Is that downtown? That's where uh, you did yes. underneath that pavilion thing, right? Mm-hmm. The okay. by the Six Street Bowl right there by Festival Hall. Oh, okay. I love it playing playing there. Only on warm days though. When it's cold, that wind comes off that lake and it turns that place. Into yes, a sir. Ooh. Worst thing in the world. We still yeah. d- we didn't still get his answer about the the song. Oh oh yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I had know. tricked you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had gotten that one past you. Oh, rascal frats. Um, <laughs> um, let's see karaoke. I don't know. I'm not really. See the songs I normally play and sing, they don't make karaoke tracks for. <laughs> uh, that's right, true. Well, I, I don't know. I was actually surprised because I just I mean. Again, I'm a cheap motherfucker, so I try and do anything I can for free. Um, so, I mean, I got the speaker and I paid for all that shit, but then I just go on YouTube and I, w- I have honestly been shocked at how many songs I've found on like karaoke something or um, even just instrumentals and stuff. I, what song did I do? I did, a, I did a George Strait song where it said karaoke. I clicked on it. The words never came up. <laughs> but I know the song well enough to where I didn't have to have yeah. the words. And see, I do that with a lot of like jazz backing cra- tracks and stuff. So right. I, I, like I know the words to like a whole shit ton of of jazz standards, and right. so they have them on there for people who play instruments to play over. I oh, okay. Just sing the words. Oh, all right. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good enough song like to just go out there and be like, "Hey, everybody!" I like this is what I'm going to start with. I like that song you sing. Uh, that I think it's called like "Big Bootied Woman" or something like uh, that. Big legged woman. Yes, that's <laughs> I like that. They're associated with each other. I, I know you have that. I don't know. You have that nice growl when you sing it. It just sounds cool. Oh, oh thanks. That oh. rasp. So okay. shot, shot, mini's good. <laughs> so you said "Smoke Down Water" is probably like. You one of your favorites to play at, mm-hmm. and that's most frequent. Most frequent. It's probably the place you, you played the most all time. You think all time for sure? Because it's you, right there, and they're like, "Hey, you've played here last night. Come back again." Do, what do you think has the best atmosphere, though? I'm gonna be real with you. Any place where people are looking to have a good time, right? And like we're all in the good spirits. Like, I I don't. It's not that I don't enjoy playing shows for free. It's just like it's my job. So it's like if I don't make money doing this, then. What's then what am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> I don't make money. Yeah. 
And so I did this benefit up in uh, this place in Milwaukee called Kochanski's. And um, sounds like an Italian restaurant. I think they're. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it almost sounds a little uh, European somewhere mm-hmm. in Europe. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, like, we did this benefit for this guy who, uh, uh, a local a musician, for he's been a musician for, like, decades. Okay. And, like, we, we all wanted to rally behind him, right? Uh-huh. I showed up. There was all these kind of big names, like Greg Cock, he was there, and uh, there's a whole bunch of other uh, bands, like the, the Blues Disciples and stuff. We're all playing, you know, sharing the stage. I went up there, and I was a little nervous. And, you know, like I am before every show. Right. And uh, the guy pulls me aside and he said, don't let anybody outplay you. And I was like, all right, fine. I guess. So I went up there with a chip on my shoulder. I was like, I'm going to uh-huh. show them. I know how to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, I went up there and, you know, we all just had a great time. We, I, I was interacting with them. I had people shouting. And uh, I think that place has a very unique vibe because I know I played there like months before I did this show. Uh-huh. And literally, people were dancing. That place was packed from wall to wall. Like, there's this video of we're playing Mojo, Got My Mojo Working. Uh, I think it's written by Willie Dixon. Um, but it's like an upbeat song, like, where, you know, you can really get down. And people were just, like, throwing people across the room and shit. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I guess we can do that here. Is is that is it ever somewhat sometimes better when there's a smaller, more intimate crowd? Or, or do you prefer the bigger crowds? I like, um, no matter what it is, I like an energized crowd, you know? Right. Like, they gotta be, like... Like, even if it's, like, 15, 20 people, but Mm. they're, like, up and ready to go, hell yeah, let's go, man! Exactly. Uh, Because it gets gets stale. Like, I've played to empty bars. Like, I've been playing out since I was about, like, 15, 16. That's when you started? Uh, I started... Playing bars and stuff, at least, playing live and stuff? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just like I I hate it. I always hate it when like everybody was like, "All right, that's good. I'm going home." And then fuck, yeah, right. Oh, okay. Still got yeah. Two hours to go. I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I I get that too. And you hear some like of the people who have like made it, got big, you know, mm-hmm. famous and stuff, and they're like, you know, you play them empty bars and stuff, mm-hmm. and you like you're trying to entertain ten people, kinda, and they I don't feel like, like playing those small bars though. After like say you play go play a big show, and then you have a bar that only has. 10 people in it you're like damn this is kind of like humbling like how many people actually come out to some of these shows mm-hmm. it shows you like damn i came from this to 100 200 people coming to my shows like it's crazy yeah and i again i i think it was real humbling you know to play all these different festivals and stuff over the summer and you know play at these outdoor venues and then right you know, around winter winter hits like i'm doing back doing like live streams where there's nobody there and that's just like yeah, there's no energy to feed off of because I feel like that does help too. Like when the crowds, get, you know, getting into the music and stuff, then you're kind of even getting into it a little bit more. And you want to know how desperate I was for attention? <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally in the video, I, I played at uh, Roses Lounge, right? And I, you can find it on their page. I literally there's a section of where I try to get them to sing along with me. People watching at home, <laughs> just just for the heck of it, you know. I'm like, all right, your turn. Blah 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 blah. blah. And then there's just there's just someone else in the house that that, that doesn't know they're watching something. What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> they're just staring at their phone, singing a jazz song, just singing blues, and they're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Damn COVID. So when you're so say you're just performing for you know basic crowd you know Mm -hmm. no one famous do you feel like you're more nervous when there's someone famous or just basic random people um i think okay so nowadays uh, probably i get i'd probably get more nervous now but like when i was in the groove 
I give a fuck who's out there. Right. <laughs> you could have been the queen of England. I would have been like, all right, well, get your earmuffs or whatever the fuck you need to fucking listen to this. Earmuffs. But I 100% I remember when I was playing that benefit I was talking about not too long ago, right? Greg Cock is like one of the he's one of the most insane guitar players we have in wisconsin and like he's you know rather famous you know yeah i feel like i have heard the name before at least it's it's absolutely humbling to see that man play a guitar because i literally was watching with my friend and i looked over at him and i was like (gasps) (laughs) right like oh my god and then did did you have to follow him Uh, he came on right after me oh and so So you had to you had to basically open like oh okay here's what i got Oh shit! I heard he was coming up like a few acts later. I was like, "All right, well, thank God I'm going now." <laughs> yeah, right. Shit. And then he walks up on the stage or walks up to the stage and goes, "Great set, Stephen." I was like, oh. <gasps> <gasps> "Hey, Stephen looks back, son of a bitch." <laughs> I thought I had this crowd. You know, this crowd was gonna be like, "Oh, I wish we had him back now." <laughs> now they're gonna be like, "Who the fuck was that other guy anyway?" Stephen something or what? So, have you ever played in front of that uh, that Bubba something uh, down in Illinois or Chicago? Bubba? Yeah, uh, big black jazz dude. Uh, Bubba. I was going to say, there's a, probably a lot of... You went to his club. He has a club down there. Oh, you mean Buddy Guy. Yeah, that Buddy. guy. Well, he's actually rather thin, and he's shorter than I am, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, have you ever played with him before? I've never played with him, but if anyone listening can make that happen, please. <laughs> if any, any one of you seven can play... <laughs> seven people... <laughs> I got a funny story about when I met him. You ready? You ready for this? Mm-hmm. So Kingfish, right? Now this is a guy. He's a young man. He's about a month older than I am, right? He's setting the world on fire right now when it comes to playing guitar. That when I say he is sick in the future of the blues, I mean that shit wholeheartedly. He's all like he has multiple videos on YouTube with millions of views, right? Wow, yeah. And that's hard to do as a young blues artist, right? What's your what, what's your most views? I hate to interrupt I, your story, but what what do you got? What do you got most views wise? A uh, couple thousand. 20,000 20, is the most I got wow. on one video. That's not bad, though, at all. You got to think, like, there's small towns that don't even got that many <laughs> fucking people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, That one's thanks to Guitar Center. They I uh, submitted a video for their one of their amplifiers. Okay. And they put it up on their website. So. Did you awesome. amplifier? Huh? Did you no, win? no, no. <laughs> no, no. I'll just take the views. I'll take the views. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too, is like, okay, I didn't win, but like, it's fuck, I got publicity. the, it's good publicity for me, and it was, you know, it didn't cost, did it cost you anything not to do it? No. So, any free publicity, that's awesome, and right now, free publicity, that's not hard to come by. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that shit. Mm-hmm. If someone else posts it, that's why I always say, you know, share it. If you don't like, you know, my show, share it, and maybe somebody else will. Like, yeah. Exactly. You know, but uh, continue your story. So, you met him. Um, so, this this kingfish kid, right? Right. Um, so he invites me to come watch him because he's a, he comes up to Buddy Guy's Legends. And I was like, bet, you mean I get to see you and Buddy Guy? I'm there. I'm there. Um, and so I get on the VIP list. You know, my parents are, like, excited. They come down with me so they can, you know, so they can buy a hotel room and, like, we can all just, you know, chill the night because the show's run long, right? We go in there. They're like, uh, he's under 21. He can't come in. I'm just like, how do you? I'm 20. Wow. I was 19 at the time, and and um, they're like, you can stay for dinner, but you cannot stay for the show unless you get Buddy Guy himself to say it's okay to stay, or you find a way to get up on stage. And I was like, well, I don't fucking know Buddy Guy, so I'm gonna go ahead and see if I get on that stage. And so I, I messaged Kingfish. I'm just like, hey, bro, you wanna let me play a song with you? 
And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. He's like, that'll be cool. Um, now, mind you, I didn't come prepared. Right, you didn't have <laughs> shit prepared. You thinking I'm watching? I, I'm gonna enjoy my night. Now you're now you got to perform a song. You got to be ready. Like, and I don't know how many thousands of people watched that. Like, there was a few hundred people in that club that night, but like there was thousands. They live streamed it. Ooh. And let me tell you, I I don't mind playing with just about anybody, but Kingfish, oh, <laughs> uh, he, he's so he's so good. And like I'm I'm okay. Like I'm no, it's I'm it's okay. so bad it's good. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, he, he played the opening song, and I was just looking at him. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, God, I gotta get up there with him. <laughs> like I could physically feel it growing in my stomach. The regret. I was like, oh, I should have just went home. <laughs> All right, I should have just not but, stayed. Uh, fuck. I didn't do too bad, but like. Oh. But you got the you got those thoughts in your mind. You're like, this is so fucking good. Mine's gonna sound like complete exactly. shit. <laughs> and comparatively, oh, so I fuck. My tone was awful because I didn't use any of my equipment. You know, none of that. I didn't know what All I was right. doing too much. But uh, you know, once I got off stage from doing that one song, I sat there and I was like, oh, this is so great. <laughs> right. Well, and just the experience too. Like mm-hmm. that's what uh, uh, Noel's dad will always tell me. You know, I tried out for the G League. I was a big basketball person, and like, did I make it? No. And he's like, but, but you had the experience of going out there playing with some of these guys. Some of these guys were Division One basketball players. Exactly. And I'm like, well, goddamn. Well, that, I made the first cut, so I'm I, that okay. that so, made my fucking year that year. Because they had like, you know, f- almost 400 people there. It seemed like it was it was quite a bit of people, and they cut it down to like less than 100. Mm. And I and I got to stay for that second portion. I'm like, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like, do I got a shot? That's because you big baller could. Hell yeah, That's all day. <laughs> when I went out for the Raiders, that was that was really cool. Yeah, it's semi-pro, but I was playing guys that were in the NFL. I was playing that guys from D1 colleges. There would be guys coming up from Chicago, Minnesota to play here. So it was cool to have those two years where it was just very, really cool just to see what these people can really do and that they play for Racine. That's, that's a cool opportunity to play with them. Right, yeah. yeah. Um. So, Steven, what is the goal set in your mind that you'd be happy with as a musician. If this happened to me, if I was able to do this, I'd be I'd be satisfied with my career. Um, what, what would that? Uh, okay. So it's that it's, it's kind of a multi-step thing. All right, that's fine. Um, how can I put this? So I want to be, of course, financially stable. Right. You know, put out a steady stream of you know records that'll allow me to you know make revenue without having to perform. Right. But I also would like to have a, a set up a program right so i i played in jazz band in high school which was you know fun but like the biggest thing that we would work up to and do was state solo and solo and ensemble mm-hmm. uh-huh. and so you know you do good at that you get a, a one or a one star or whatever and that's it there's no real you know prize there other than hey good job right um, which you know is noble in itself but what i would like to do is to kind of have you know songs to wear you have like a chart that people you know they have to learn and read and you know have a competition then whatever band does the best in you know that competition they get to play with me on stage like i'm on you know famous whatever you know on tour you know and i come through you know i meet i I take a whole day where you know i meet the people in the band the young kids um you know go over the songs you know get to know about them what their dreams are you know and you know maybe help them start their career because right you know i've met a lot of talented musicians that really had nowhere to take their talent, so they just went and did the next best thing. Right. Um, selling drugs is not the next so, best thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything about selling drugs. Oh, right. No, they 
they selling they selling you your Mickey D's when you roll through the drive through shit. <laughs> I mean, that's literally true. I've seen like some of my friends who played music in high school. Like I saw them, you know, selling, Wait, you know, working at McDonald's. Yeah, and you see them people like. You know, you'll be going through either you're in the restaurant or nowadays you're not in the restaurant, but you're in the drive through and shit. And they, they can't help themselves but sing or whatever. And they're singing. And you're like, how are you not fucking famous, dude? Right. Shit. Like, damn. Um, I blame Obama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I mean, you said so. We, we talked a little bit before uh, doing the show here, but... Uh, so you have some of your own songs written. When when do you think you're going to be comfortable enough to maybe not even record an album, but at least record a couple songs, get them out there, get them on some platforms, and they're your own, you know? I think the biggest obstacle here is money. Oh, uh, yeah, it's expensive. It, it, like if you want to put out your own, if you want to record and put out your own music all by yourself, that is going to cost you thousands all of dollars. All by I'm going to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you got to get quite a bit of equipment. I mean... Yeah. See, I know enough people to where, like, if I wanted to record an album, it wouldn't cost me very much. Right. Um, but that distributing part of it would break me. Right. Especially now, because, like, I don't have a way to really sell. Like, if I, you know, get, make up a thousand CDs, right, that costs, you know, about a thousand dollars, if not more. Right. And, you know, I, I start selling, I want to sell those to make some of my money back. I right. can't do it because I don't have any shows. Right. So when, so I mean, when you start having shows, yeah, cool. You can have, you know, like that little table or whatever of mm-hmm. your CDs and stuff like that. And people ask me for CDs all the time. I'm like, oh, sorry. I don't, I don't have them. Don't have right. Them. Well, and nowadays, not a lot of people, they do CDs, everything streaming and stuff, but I'm mm-hmm. sure it's not that easy to and see, get on some of them streaming. Oh, uh, they don't pay you worth a damn. No. Not worth a damn. Yeah, it's only like. 10 cents a play or something like if that. If you are fucking lucky. I was going to say, I think that's like, I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's like, uh, that'd be extremely generous. <laughs> that would literally <laughs> be jumping for the moon with that deal. Millions of dollars within a year. Because so. you think, you think about some of these people, I mean, downloads by themselves are, you know, in the millions. And if you're making 10 cents per, yeah. per download or per listen. Say, maybe two cents a play. A cent, maybe it, it, a half a cent. The, yeah, pretty. That's closest. <laughs> Probably to a half a cent. Uh, they came out with a chart because they do it every year. Because somebody's like, "Hey, we want you to know how much your your favorite artists are getting screwed over." Um, right. And I see that th- those Spotify things or whatever too. They mm-hmm. they post like their year or whatever. What's dumb is so you can find my podcast on Spotify, mm-hmm. and I just started this one. What back in. Not that it hasn't been that long. It's been a couple of months, mm. but yet it's the end of the year. So they gave me my end of the year stats, and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, thanks. That's what I want to see." <laughs> like, fuck. You have you have ten visits. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. I wanted to know that. I mean, that'll give you some motivation, All right? You got to get those numbers way up, buddy. I've said, hey, I've said, if I get, to, if I, I would be shocked if I could get to even just a hundred people. Like, if I got to a hundred people. I'd be fine. Like, it's just fun doing it. Mm. But, like, 100 people, I'd be like, God damn, that's well, kind of cool. It's all about, in the beginning, it's all about networking. It's like, who do you know? Who do you... Right. Can, who can collaborate Hence with? why Steven's on the show today. <laughs> Most famous person I know. <laughs> I'm new. I'm new. What you talking about? This ain't... I only wanted you on the show for the publicity, motherfucker. <laughs> well, everybody don't... I'm kidding. Um, uh, I, I, I can understand that. Like, I'm... I'm kind of splunging off of a few people, a few different people's fame. Like, 
I put out a video um, on Facebook, and my friend John Tavius. But what's your Facebook page called? Plug your Facebook uh, page real quick. At the real Stephen Hall dot com. No, um, hold on. It's uh, yeah. Pub, what? So are you just on face? Do you just have a Facebook page uh, to, for for your stuff, or is there other other uh, platforms you can find it on? Or well, you can find uh, me on across uh, Snapchat, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. I okay. have I have a YouTube, but I don't okay. really post to that anymore. No, I feel like Facebook's kind of the way Facebook, to go right now. Facebook's where you gotta meet me at. I get things all the time too, like oh, run this ad for twenty bucks or whatever, and mm. and it'll reach six hundred people or or something mm-hmm. like that. And I haven't done one of those yet, but I probably will. I think I'm waiting until I, mm-hmm. get you know, something that you know that's high quality. Yeah, like I want like a really good, you know, something. Because my first viral video that I had right was uh, me playing at the Chicago Blues Festival, and I was playing Killing Floor. That video got like nine thousand views within two days. Wow, man, that's, that's awesome. Really good. And like, I was really happy because like I enjoyed every second of that video. I had a blast while I was playing, right? And then going and looking back at all the crowd, because like right. when you're up there, you're just you know, playing you're playing. You're kind of you're almost in your moment, and I, then and like the craziest part is like I wasn't really like I don't think I was there. I don't think I was out in the out right. The crowd. You were watching, right? Out of body experience, kind of, right? Oh, look at that little motherfucker go! <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But like, I was watching the crowd, and like, you can hear me start the song, right? And then you know, I bring it in, the band joins in, and then like slowly, you see the people start dancing and moving around. And right, you see their full reaction, their whole reaction. That's cool. And I'm just like, that was all me. I yeah, right. I did that. <laughs> so what? Uh, what's your Facebook page? Um, Plug your Facebook page real quick. You can find us go- at um, at Stephen Hall Experience. Uh, you can the page name is the Stephen Hall Experience. You'll see a beautiful picture of my wonderful, handsome face. Uh, <laughs> I can I can share <laughs> I can share it on my Facebook. I, like I'm gonna share obviously the episode, and I'll put the episode on my Facebook page, and, and I'll share you know the episode and all that kind of stuff, and I'll share your Facebook page to the 40 people I have on Facebook anyway. Um, <laughs> But but I, I feel like you know some of my family will like it. I, they they like that kind of they like music and stuff. And who doesn't like music? I mean, come on. What kind of animal are you if you don't like music? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be a quiz. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't study. <laughs> so uh, you're you're talking about getting a new guitar. You're gonna you're gonna pull the the, the trigger, or are you gonna kind of wait? Uh, well, you see, if it's free ninety nine, you pull the trigger. <laughs> With getting getting a new guitar, right? I only can justify getting a new guitar if I play it. Exactly. And if I'm playing and like if I play it out and like make money with it, then it's all the it's, better, right? Because it's paying. It's kind of paying for itself, right? And that's why I have so many guitars. Like literally, I bought most of my equipment with the money that I made from playing. So right. like I'm investing in myself, and you know, I'm like, hey, if I want to get a better equipment, sound better, play better, all that good shit, right? okay with that but like right now it's like right now it's kind of hard because with covid you know you're not able to go perform as much you, you know some bars are they're open but you're not really getting a crowd or nothing exactly and then like i wouldn't want to be in a crowded covid bar in the first place it, right exactly <laughs> then you don't want to <laughs> risk that sick <laughs> uh what is it so what is it like going into a bar like do have you do bars call you do you go into the bar and say hey i'll play here this is my fee whatever and it's like, a it's a healthy mix um for the longest time it's just been they call me they're like hey steve okay. you, you, you're busy and like i have different band members that like they know people and they're like hey 
I'm a, I told so and so to call you. They should be messaging you or calling you by this point. And okay. Then they do it. And I'm just like, all right, well, here's how much I charge. Uh huh. Do you have a set pay, or does it dictate depending on where you're playing and the crowd and all that kind of stuff? It's Probably all how long you're playing too. Yeah, and there's there's a list of variables. So like how long I'm playing, how far I have to go, right? Um, what they expect. Like if I have a, I usually run a three piece band, but like if I want a four piece or you know anything higher than that, you're gonna have to pay me more money because there's more. Right. People. There's more people. There's more equipment. There's more everything. Yeah. Um. What What is your normal, your average, uh, for your band size? Um, I usually run a three piece, um, okay. which is it's nice because like I don't have to worry about. <laughs> Ooh, somebody got to take my teach. Somebody's in trouble. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, what was I saying? Something about for, for a three piece. Oh yeah. Well, so yeah, I, I normally run a th- three piece. So like I get to play all the chords on, okay. while I'm singing and whatnot, and then you know if I want everybody to shut the hell up, it's just me. Right. I don't have to worry about. So I'm assuming three pieces: you and the guitar, mm. a, a drums, and then what else? A bass guitar. Bass guitar, baby. Okay. What about no saxophone? You ain't get no saxophone in it. Uh, <laughs> they don't pay me saxophone money. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what instruments do you know how to play? Is it just uh, guitar? Or I'm so, assuming you know how, know how to play more than just guitar. So I got guitar, bass, piano, keyboard, two different things. Let me tell you. I, I <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. A little drum. bit of drums. Play, yeah, play a little bit of drums. I'm not the best. So I started drum lessons. So my dad played the drums. They had a band, uh, classic rock band. Heck yeah, man. Um, so what was what was funny is there was, as a kid, I was like, all right, I'll just wait. I'll get older. They'll still be playing in the band. I'll just sing in their band. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but so I have his drum set up there. And like I want to do, like learn how to play them. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, I ain't got money like that to be <laughs> to be you know, and I don't have the time either. Like yeah. I do, I kind of work a good schedule for it mm. because most of them would want to come during the day, and I work second shift, so it's kind of a, a good thing. But then it's the matter of making sure I have that time available. And, and and another thing, what I I think you should probably consider is like online lessons. Yeah, you can schedule them at any time you want. Right, as long as your instructor is available. Right. <laughs> in the morning be here yeah be here now um yeah because i want to learn i mean i want to learn for sure drums because that's what my dad loved Mm -hmm. uh guitar obviously because that's kind of the basic one everybody wants to learn everybody plays guitar right so i want to learn guitar i want to learn piano and all that and 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 this is this goes out to you seven listeners if you ever (laughs) thought of (laughs) just shred me real quick <laughs> Just shred me real quick. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no, okay, but here's a serious piece of advice: if you want to make money playing music, right, performing music, learn keyboard. keyboard. Everybody needs a good keyboard player, and everybody plays guitar. Everyone's like, oh, right. Hey, I know how to play guitar. Yeah, so does everybody fucking else. See, the reason I want to learn to play guitar is because I like to have like campfires and stuff and shit like that. And I think it'd be awesome to be able to like be like, oh, okay, you know, let's play some music and actually pull out a guitar versus pull out a Bluetooth speaker. You know, (laughs) pull out a guitar. What are you guys doing? And you know, just start playing. Yeah, that would be my go-to every time. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, the original. Um, But you can't sing more than eleven seconds of it. Right, I can't see. I can't see more than let's say. Otherwise, I get caught. Uh, the people from Nickelodeon will be calling me. So, uh, for all the zero dollars I make, <laughs> other genres other than blues, what would you want to go into? Oh, I would love to learn how to play jazz. That's such an jazz. It's such an intricate like 
music. They have it's just no so they have, different. They have rules, but like even you can be like, yeah, fuck up. Would you would you do any R and B or country? I think I'd I'd go R and B because like when I look at he's black. I'm what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, no, but I, I, I'll just, I'm gonna use this to point this out. I think us three mm. are almost like, and I hate to say it, the perfect. It's like the perfect example as it doesn't matter what skin color you are, doesn't matter what music you like, political, whatever, none of that. Friends are friends, man, because we're, you know, we're all friends. We're all here hanging out, whatever. Yeah, and even and that they are hardcore Democrat liberals, and I'm a staunch Republican. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should be saying that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a side. Right. Well, and that's what I said. I kind of pay attention, and we're we're probably on. I I love looking at both sides though, because here's the thing. I always say, like, no matter what my beliefs are, there is bad on both sides. Like, it doesn't fucking matter what you know. I don't care what you believe. If you say there's only bad on one side, you are a fucking liar. Like, and you're just like dumb. Yeah, know. you're just you're just dumb. But um. I think it's just awesome that we're able to hang out, have a good time, no matter what our whether you look at political, even music. I'm a, I'm a country dude. I wouldn't be too proud to say that. <laughs> like, but like, you know what I mean? Like, and you don't like country, you you're not too into it. You know, you're so so with I'm, it. I'll and, say this: I do like a few country songs, like Willie Nelson. Fucking love him. Yeah, Willie Nelson's a shit, man. So your country, I'm R and B. Your blues. We should we should make a genre out of those three. And a hush falls over the crowd. I tell, right. I tell, I tell you what though. I tell you what though. If you could find a song, that's the thing too. Is like there's not a lot of songs where I think it would be cool for for people to do that. Like join in, you know, because you, you'll see that that uh, for I mean, again country. Well, no, for like for like for like country, they have that uh, on one of the channels. They have a crossroads thing where they'll perform with someone from another genre, and they each play. They mm-hmm. play some of their own music. And they, you know, they each play their own songs, and it's mm. just different. It's kind of cool to see, you know, a pop artist play with a country artist or a um, R and B artist play. Because I think, like, uh, I can't even think of the the name, but oh, uh, Lionel Richie played with Kenny Rogers a couple of years ago, like, well, a few years well, ago. Um, gotta know when to hold him. Sean Mendez did uh, with uh, Zach Brown, Brown band. band. When to walk away? When to run? What? You never, you never count your money. Oh man, yeah. Um, but and that's the thing too is like, yes, do I do I love country music? Of course, but do I? I just like I said, I love good music. So like, I love a lot of blues and, and uh, you know jazz and all that kind of stuff and R and B. I'll go into all that. Like, I just like good music, you know. And I think definitely, I mean, hardcore rap. That's where like I. <laughs> that's where yeah, I find shit. you know. Just listen to a lot of NWA, huh? <laughs> yeah, just. Uh, um, how, what are you? What are uh, <clears throat> now? I'm going to turn into the interviewer here. The interviewee here. Yeah. So, so what's your opinion on uh, Cardi B and her WAP? I mean, so like the song itself, okay, like in the right situation, like it's it's you'll listen to it. It's catchy. That's you know, I mm-hmm. think that's most of some of the bad music today it's Definitely. the reason why it gets popular is because of how catchy it is yeah. Indubitably. um but i mean like as far as like the fact that that song is like the number like one of the number one songs played and shit i'm mm. like come on have so, we lost all taste in music like correct. good real music like come on man it's definitely overrated. Well, like see, now, here's the thing i think we go through cycles when it comes to music like there was a period of time where lyrics meant everything and then there's a period of time where lyrics meant nothing and right. then it went 
to meaning everything. Like when when right now they mean nothing. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> when that first came on the scene, uh-huh. it mattered so much what you said, how you how you said it, how you, you said know? it to make sure everybody could understand you. Mm-hmm. Like and nowadays, no nope. catchy, it had right. To be lyrical. It had to be rhythmic. Like it right. Had to be Nowadays, precise. you can just you can pretty much pick. I love the people that do them videos where they pick like three words mm-hmm. and then they make you know make one of the new rap songs and it it actually sounds like good. Like it would be a good song now because eight, it is you know eight, eight, <laughs> <laughs> you know and I, I I love seeing those videos because it is it's like you know and I hate the people that like they have talent but they don't use it because they're just doing whatever is going to get popular and I get mm-hmm. that like I get it you want to make money and all that. But like full disclosure, if uh, if I could make a song and it be rap and like absolutely terrible and it wouldn't get me famous and I knew it, I'd do it one hundred percent. Right. Well, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna make a hundred million dollars and all I gotta say three, four times in a row is fucking I don't know whatever. Shoes, shoes, shoes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'll fucking I'll do it. Right. Okay. All right. All right. And as soon as I do that, I'll be like, hey, uh, you guys should buy my other album. <laughs> right. Exactly. And they go out to buy your other shit. Well, and that's the thing, too, is, like, I, I don't want to be too hard on the artists, too, because mm. you never know what their, whatever record company they're with, how much control they have, which most of the time mm. it's a lot of, no, you're not putting out that kind of song. You're not, you're not doing that. Like, and uh, I, when, you have, when you sign those contracts for however long they are, that record company owns your ass. Right. Have you ever uh, been in a record company meeting or anything like that? I have pissed off executives. Uh, is that what you mean? <laughs> Of a of an undisclosed, um, I did it over Facebook. It's yeah, it's fine. Um, and so you know they they made a. They, I won't tell the record company because uh, personally, fuck them. But also, you know, I just wouldn't want to give them the clout. Right. Um, but you know, I, they had said something that was pretty pretty offensive, and I was just like, well, first of all, no. <laughs> Second of all. This is why you're wrong. This is why you're wrong. And this is why you're wrong. Would right. you like to continue the conversation? Right. <laughs> and they were like, well, you can't talk to me like that. I'm like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah, right. You don't pay my bills. <laughs> Not yet anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't sign with them if they offered me the company itself. Right. I mean, and that's the thing, too, is like, that's why you see a lot of artists now. They do have their own record companies. Chance the Rapper does. Chance the Rapper's got his own record company. So, so um, would you do that? Would you open if you got big if you got big enough? Would you only stay within your genre, or would you be like, "Hey, man, you want to get bit? You want you know Mm. you want to make it in music and see? Come on, whatever." I'd I'd have people who are sort of like experts in their field, you know. Like I don't know too much about rap. Like you, I don't, I can't tell you what's about to be hot, what's about to be not, you know. Right. But like I would want to reach across the table and be you know friends with people who are and who can handle that kind of stuff because talent. We have a lot of talent. And one thing I'll, I'll say about Racine, we have a lot of talent, but we're not doing too much with it. And right. That, there's a, that's a problem because no one there's you can if you want to be a welder. Right. Right. If you that's if you know that's what you want to be when you're in high school, you can take a lot of classes. They'll tell you where to go afterwards when you graduate and you'll be, you know, hopefully a good welder for the rest of your life. If that's what you want to be. Right. If you want to be a rapper. No, yeah. one, no one can fucking tell you. What, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, and my thing is, too, is there is, like you said, there's a lot of people in our area even mm. that are really good at, you know, whether it be rapping, singing, mm. you know, even just playing an instrument, doing all that kind of stuff. There is no, like, there's no path. how to or, or whatever, and you just got to kind of do it. And a lot of people, you know, we got that mindset, especially here, like, well, I'm from fucking Racine, Wisconsin. Where am I really going to go? Mm. This used to be a, a, a really good stop. 
for musicians who were, you know, in between Chicago and Milwaukee. Right. Like a lot of famous people. Like I talked to a lot of the old heads, you know, that own the bars and they're like, oh yeah, freaking uh, Buddy, Buddy Miles used to stop in and Buddy Miles used to play with Jimi Hendrix and all these other people and, you know, he led his own band and he's a really good drummer and he actually used to live up in um, Madison, I think. Wow. So yeah, and like he would come and chill in Racine. Like he jammed with a lot of people. Right. Well, and that's the thing is like you think like not a lot of people even know Racine, but like you said, it is kind of that. It's that in between of if you're playing in Chicago and you had to go to Milwaukee and you're just driving through, mm-hmm. you know, and you end up stopping in between. Racine's gonna be where you end up. Racine Kenosha ish area, yeah. and I mean, we have a lot of bars and a lot of you know places where there is live music. A lot more than even I knew about really until just recently. I mean, that's everywhere you go. There, there's a lot of good and a lot of bad everywhere you go. Oh, See, oh yeah. Racine has its good spots. Oh. It also has its bad spots. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> has its fucking horrible spots. <laughs> we haven't had a shooting here in a while. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, but like I said, that's everywhere you go. Right. Chicago has its well, cause... uptown, tons of money, and then they have their freaking people are sleeping in, in alleyways and stuff. It's just that's how it is everywhere. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, that's just, I mean, that's life in general. There's going to be good. There's going to be bad. There's going to mm-hmm. be rich. There's going to be poor and all that, but. I've always been the the firm believer of man. If that's what you want to do, you go get that man. Whatever whatever you got to do to achieve your dreams, Let's man, go, go get, get that shit. Break. Right. Uh, that's the thing too, though. You got to try and and at least be able to make a living. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and not that money's everything, and money's you know happiness or whatever. But like money is nice. It, you cut. You pretty much have to have at least a little bit of money to to do you know. What you- to live life and see that's why like people are like oh you still live with your parents yeah i still live with my parents they pay my bills are you kidding me <laughs> right and well, and well the thing is too is like you're you know you are trying to become a musician that's mm. you know if they're okay with it why not like exactly and that's why i was able to do so many things with making not like a huge profit and setting right like, like a nice foundation so that like I can kind of help build build yeah. yourself build mm. your brand exactly like so forth. Do you uh, have any T-shirts or anything like I that? Do. I do. You I do have, have T-shirts. Uh, I haven't sold any in a while, <laughs> and so that's and T-shirts are actually like a pretty big investment. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. You're, you're Hell yeah. Of dollars hoping to get you know hoping to just break even and you know keep the cycle going, and so you know once I get up, you're enough, basically paying for advertisement because mm-hmm. if someone's wearing the shirt, oh what the fuck is that? Exactly. You know. And I, I I wasn't thinking too tough because I definitely should have sold more T-shirts over the summer. I was not because I was, I was too worried about. You like, got to get yourself a merch guy. And, and ah, that's what I'm thinking. But then I got to pay the merch guy. Right. Well, because that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. I we have him on record saying he'll do it. That's for free. hey. I mean, I'd help. I'd help. I ain't got no problem. I'm a salesman, man. I can sell anything. All right. I really believe that. Um. No, I uh. I, I was shocked. The what's that guy that I like to watch on Facebook? The You Betcha guy. Oh, yeah, he, he's his one of his best friends or whatever that he does his podcast with and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's they call him Ryan the T-shirt guy because that's literally you know that's what he does for him. He he gets his T-shirts together, gets the designs and all that stuff, and gets them ordered and gets them sold and all that stuff. Well, I could go up to my family and be like, "Hey, this is my friend's. This is his thing. Buy a T-shirt." They'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> I, I mean, that's I one thing that members right now that won't buy. <laughs> I'd buy a T-shirt. I would too. I'd buy a t-shirt. Well, these first ones that I, I purchased, right? I uh, but I need a two XL because I'm big. I th- I think I got you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't think I got you. I might have to rip one and then sell it together <laughs> with another one. But this, this Steven, Steven, uh, this, <laughs> Steven, 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 Steven
Why is that one echoing? <laughs> Your shirt got a stutter, sir. <laughs> um, what? Uh, I mean, and and the thing is too, doesn't it cost money to even have a website? Yeah, uh, I I have a website, but I haven't you know got it set up yet. Right. But I'm paying basically to to use it still. Um, and I, I've got to get that all planned out. I'm, TikTok, I'm, I'm, motherfucker. When I created the Facebook page, it asks right away, you know, do you have a website? I just put the link for Anchor, the place I post my podcast, and I just put that in there because mm. then that, you know, you can find it on all the platforms that I'm currently on, which is, I think, like five. Mm. Um, Big baller. And, yeah, I'm balling out here. Five, you know, making zero dollars. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> it's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's about the, the joy. Yes. The joy of the Honestly, game. I come and do this like every Sunday, and I love doing it. It's a lot of fun. Well, at first I was like, I don't know if I like it, but then I did. I did one or two with them, and now I've been. I think I've been on like thirteen or four, I think like 13. at least. So this is episode sixteen. You've probably been on at least four, thir- thirteen of them. I'd yeah. say. I think there's about three that you haven't Let's been see, on. That's a beautiful work relationship right there. Yeah, I think we got a good back and forth because that's the thing too. As I've said, it's an open invitation anytime anybody wants to come on the show. But you got to have something to fucking say. Yeah. <laughs> right. You just you sit start, here. You guys start coming on more, man. And then when when uh, Mark comes down here, he's he's funny. You guys said you do this on Sundays. Yeah, usually uh, almost. I would say almost, almost every like Sunday we've done one. Um, damn near. I think there's been a couple of times where we wouldn't, but Sunday is my one day off. So other than this <laughs> holiday season, so I try and at least do one then, and then it's I'll get the Mark. Right, I'll get uh, Mark on here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. I don't want to get sued now. <laughs> that, that was only that was only uh seconds. ten and a half seconds. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> you know what I do to annoy my coworkers? I pretend I'm a trumpet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Apparently, Mark says he full on like just belts on, you know, singing songs at work. I bet people love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's probably some mixed reviews on that. He has the confidence to go out there. And I was, I no, it was funny last night. He was over, and Mark knows that we've you know joked about it and stuff. Is he, you know, he's not the best singer. I think he tries a little too hard sometimes, uh, and and, uh, and all that stuff, you know. But he likes to do it. And hey, man, if you got the balls to go out and sing whatever you want to fucking sing, go do it, man. Who cares what you sound like? Um, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, but. Actually, last night, no, I forgot. I can't even think what song was playing. Um, I was watching this interview with Garth Brooks. Oh, he was singing, uh, oh, God, um, what's that song called? Um, oh, God, I can't. Uh, Take your time. No, hold on. Yeah, I can't think of it. I got it I got it right here. Hold on. Uh, but he was singing it or whatever, and there was a couple of parts where we were like, who the fuck is you? <laughs> you singing this. Uh, Bye-bye, uh, Miss America. Uh-huh. Billy Cassidy, um, and then he can't. There was like two or three lines in there, and we we both, me and uh, Noel, both looked. We were like, "Wait a minute, uh, okay, all right. who the hell is you? Where are you coming from with that?" <laughs> oh shit! So, so if you ever started a company, would you be like, "All right, I'm gonna just strictly come out of Racine and find people"? Or would you want to try to go all over? Oh, we're taking this around the world, baby. That's yeah, I was, well, I would, I'd feel like that But from a business aspect. Like, yeah, you want to help your hometown and stuff like that, but that's almost not good business because you you're only going to be able to get a select few people from a place of, you know, somebody, you know Brad's like, sign me, sign me. Steven's like, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Let's go ahead. That's not <laughs> sign here that states that you will never have a record ever before. <laughs> <laughs> 
no money. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can do covers really well. I don't know if I don't know if I'd ever. I bet I could write my own music. Let's let's get together. We'll write a song. Let's write a song together. What's it going to be about? What are we doing? Boats and hoes. What are we doing? That one already exists. That one already exists. You can't. You we can't. Just got sued for saying. <laughs> uh, no, but like I mean, because the thing is, is you, you go from life experience. Obviously, is is where you draw most of music and stuff like that. So. I mean, Brad could sing about, like, I don't know, uh, not getting no girl. I mean, she, he could sing about all kinds of stuff, man. Uh. <laughs> hey, hey, calm down over here, spray bottle. Calm down. First of all, you know. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, but, like, you know, we've all been through something, you know, and, and everybody goes through whatever, whether it's heartbreak or, or losing someone we love and stuff like that. and. Uh, to the happy stuff, you know. What, yeah. I feel like is it easier to write a sad song though? I oh, feel like it's sure. got to be. As yeah. a blues musician, you're gonna. Ask well, me. right. That, well, right. As a blues musician, that's pretty much all you have to write about, almost. Oh, my feet hurt sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I got that arthritis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just really. I fucking I complain all day long. You think I'm not gonna write a song out of it? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So, so what would you say? Like the songs that you've written, what do you think? What are they more about? Like heartache or sadness? Or have you wrote any ones that are like upbeat at all? Um, that's kind of a, a hard question to answer because the the uh, the one that I can I, I guess see as becoming an actual song and being released is uh, is upbeat, but it's a sad song. Right, <laughs> and sometimes those are good too. You know, you have a little bit more of that upbeat. Um, it's like you know, tone, but then you're listening to the words, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like, mm-hmm. like you it's know, all about being brokenhearted and being sad, being sad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sad. I'm just like, "Don't go!" But if you tell me to go, I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll leave. I'll do it. But then I'll be back tomorrow. But then I'll be back tomorrow. Cause I'm a, she's I'm telling me to go. Cause she's a hoe. Boo <laughs> 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 That can be your song, Boohoo. Yeah, Boohoo. That's the song coming out. Bradley Burger coming on stage singing his hit single, remember, Boohoo. The poems? <laughs> the poem? Yeah. That you wrote. Oh, in my little book? Mm-hmm. I had a couple. I don't remember them right now. But. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, they were pretty good. No, it's not, not that, that bad. Were, it's not that they were bad. It was, the, it was the fact that we were all sitting and Stephen comes out of nowhere. Brad Bradley Burger. <laughs> he comes out with the voice. Bradley Burger. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. Brown cow. Brown cow. <laughs> Bradley Burger. <laughs> I once saw a cow. And he then he took a bow. <laughs> he said, how? <laughs> that shit. Foul. <laughs> Bradley Burger. Bradley Burger. So that shit just sounded so official and I loved it. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's just a matter of the voice, man. You gotta have that voice over. Ah, uh, yes. There. <laughs> I don't know. I think. <laughs> I think. I think if I ever started to do covers, mm-hmm. I think I would want to start in probably R and B or soul music. Mm-hmm. But like, I would like to put like a little Chris Stapleton in there, a little like Chris Young, a Rascal Flatts stuff that I know I can sing well. Because mm-hmm. it's funny for a white dude. I don't sing country music that great. I can sing it, but I... But the thing is, is, I mean, there's black people that sing country music very well, so... Yeah, Darius Rucker, I mean, the new guy, uh, what's that, uh, there's a new guy, uh, but, I mean, look at, uh, Charlie Pride, who just passed away. Oh, yeah. I mean... 
I've just never back. been that great with you know singing country music. It's not that I can't. It's just something I'm not comfortable with. Well, and the thing is, is if you if you didn't if you didn't really listen to it, there's actually a song that is like it's like he purposely made it as stereotypical mm. as possible. And it's oh god, it's hilarious. I love those like spoof songs like that. Uh, it's just oh god, it's funny. Obvious. Girl, and she took my tractor. She left me for a million dollar benefactor. <laughs> That's the way it goes on the country road. <laughs> Thank you. I'll accept my Grammy now. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man, shit. That's funny. So, okay. So, a big question is: so, if if music were not to work out for you, mm-hmm. what would like? What would be your your backup plan death um <laughs> death no, but, what know, about like, like would you be would you be happy with like being a famous producer and yeah that's another thing like i know i'll get to an age where i can't do shit it's just life huh? my fingers are gonna be like I'll this be you still sing no yeah, not a lot of people lose their voice i mean literally charlie pride just passed away mm. and he performed at one of the award shows a month prior before he died good shit so I mean, I love seeing like the older guys still go out there, still perform. It's like, yeah, you still got it. Yeah, you still got you it there. Everyone, and see, that's the thing. As and Americans, then, we love a good feel-good story. Yep, underdog, underdog story. Yeah, we love underdog stories. We love all that kind of shit. Because well, the thing is too is, but then they they win, and then maybe they win a couple of times, and then you're like, oh, we got to knock them fuckers down yeah, now. Who do they think they are better than me? Yeah, who they who? Who the hell they think they is? So, so when. So you would so say so say music just was like mm-hmm. it didn't happen for you, mm-hmm. but like so what would be your backup plan? What would you be like? I you know it didn't work, and now I got to figure something else. What would be your backup plan? Well, here's the thing: I I, I previously attended a college that shall not be named, <laughs> <laughs> where I got Tuscaloosa State, Idaho River, and congrats, you have just been sued by a <laughs> university. <laughs> <laughs> we are fucked. Yeah, yeah. Our zero money went from negative one thousand hundred million dollars. <laughs> On my bank account, every time I look at it now, it says LMFAO. Close this motherfucker. <laughs> Why do you keep checking this motherfucker? Money ain't not gonna appear. <laughs> Why do you have a bank account? I mean, I went to this school and like mechanical engineering was a dream of mine, okay. but I mean, I found out it's like my soul is going to fucking die here. So yeah. I, mean, I, I might as well go back when I'm like 30, 40, something like that. If it doesn't, if music doesn't work. Well, out. right. And that's a, now like I can be right. starving and hungry now. I don't want to be 40 trying to make a music career. Right. Well, like might as well do it. Like you said, right now is kind of the time to do it. You have the more ability to do it versus when you are 40, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you, you got a train. A train conductor. And see, yeah, I also like trains. Love fucking trains. You uh, don't say. Uh, <laughs> my cousin's a big, big in a train. He actually, uh, he's big into like he he travels around Wisconsin. I think he even goes to Illinois sometimes. So I take pictures of certain mm-hmm. trains and all that you, stuff. And, and see, it's crazy because you would think Wisconsin ain't shit for trains. No, uh, we he, we get all these heritage units coming through Wisconsin. We have uh, short line steam locomotives running around, and it's just like, dude, Wisconsin's fucking the shit. Yeah, he uh. He had, he, I think he just got a camera for Christmas too, but I mean, I was, I don't want to say shocked cause you know, he's my cousin and stuff like that, but I was, I was like, wow, he showed me some of the pictures he took and stuff. And I'm like, you, this looks like it would be like in a fucking book mm-hmm. about trains or something like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And, and he has over, I don't know, three, 400 pictures 
and not one of them motherfuckers has the same locomotive in it. <laughs> not one. I'm not even playing. It's all different. It's not like he's just going to the same tracks, taking pictures just because he likes training. Like he is so into that shit. It is insane. He knows each particular different you know model and all that shit. And um, and see, I never got into diesels, which are what populates most railroads nowadays, which stops me from being like an, a full on like rail addict. Right. Because I've seen these mugs. I've seen videos of them, and I'm just like, bro, if you don't get your ass off the railroad tracks before you get killed, right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it's I mean, it's a cool thing and trains are cool and I never got into them that deep. Mm. Uh, but I mean, yeah, he he's always been into that for you know, his entire 16 years of existence. <laughs> well, I take him I don't he's probably been to it already, but the Illinois Railway Museum. Oh, they got that's the largest outdoor railway museum in the world, I think. Really? I I don't know if he I mean, I I'm sure he has if and if not, I'll have to uh definitely look into that for him and see if he has or not. Well, and that's the thing, people in Wisconsin. There's a lot more things to do and see than people really think there is. They're like, "Oh, you live in Wisconsin? Like, what is there? Cows and cheese? Don't <laughs> you got cows and cheese go up to there? Tipping? You can go you tip the cows tipping? and drink your spotted cow. Is that what you're gonna do? Ooh, I, I won't name this person, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I won't name this person. But let me talk shit for a second. Facts. <laughs> nah, he uh, he goes. Um, what are you What are you doing right now? We were all like on this group call. He goes, "What are you doing right now? Looking at some cows or, or some bulls or something like?" Oh no, he's he said you out there looking at some buffalo, ain't you? And I was like, "I don't see your mama nowhere." <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, I made everybody hang up the phone. <laughs> well, well, and that's my thing too. Is like you can't leave an opening like that. Come right. on now, <laughs> you know who you're talking to. <laughs> you, you see me. <laughs> no, that's, but, that's why he, people don't heckle me too much at my shows. Shows I I, I hit a few of them. <laughs> Out the park in front of a whole audience, and they felt so embarrassed. And then I get to kick them out. So on top of that, like you take two L's. So has there ever been a show where you were like, "Do I really feel like finishing this set?" Um, have you ever walked off? Um, it sounds like maybe a yeah. Have you ever came back for an encore? <laughs> he turns the mic away. <laughs> he turns the mic away. He's like, "Hold the fuck on." <laughs> all right, I'm gonna give you all the all the tea. Right? Spill the tea. Spill the tea. So I have. Like so, like this is playing music is a job, right? So, like any other job, you get sick of this shit. Like playing with certain people and being in a certain situation, like where they get where everybody else. Like I'm not a big drinker. I I drink now, like but like for the longest time, and especially like when I'm on the job, I don't fucking drink because I got to drive home afterwards, right? And like I want them to have the sharpest Stephen that they can get. So this motherfucker keeps getting drunk, and like to the point where he's singing a honky. It's the fucking worst thing in the whole world, right? At that point, I really just want to fucking leave. Because it's like, I'm making myself look bad by being associated with you. With you and the way you're performing right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then the guy, then the guy, he wonders why, like, that p- people don't fuck with him the way they fuck with me. It's like, right. Because you degrade yourself in front of an you audience. Lower, right, you lowering everybody's, like, view on you because mm-hmm. you're you're out here drunk. Like, there's a, plenty of artists where they have, fa- like, a famous song and stuff like that, even if it's just one song, and they're an opener, and they're like, oh, I can't wait to hear the song. Mm-hmm. Then they roll out drunk as shit. Like, my brother-in-law was telling me, he went to see uh, the guy who sings in color, uh, Jamie Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, he was, like, he was so excited just to hear that song. Like, that's what he was excited for. Mm-hmm. And then he said that he could barely stand up. Did he still sing it good? And no, it was hor- he's like it was the it was one of the worst 
concerts I've ever been to. And I think he was the opener. Wow. But he was like, it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Like, I mean, he literally had to sit down the entire time because he couldn't fucking stand so he could barely sit, you know, straight. I'm like, well, what kind of, like, it's one thing to maybe celebrate after the show. Right. And this isn't the 70s anymore. You can't get away with that. Right. You can't get away with that shit. Coming out here all coked up. You ever you ever done like encores before though? Oh, all the fucking time. And it makes you feel good for like the first four hundred times you do it, but after that it's like I just want to fucking go home. Yeah, it's like, God damn it. And then if I don't do it, then then they're gonna be pissed. He's like he's like, if you ever need a backup singer, I got you, I got you. I know a guy. That's not that good. He don't got big crowds. You could back up sing for him. Okay. <laughs> I'll hook you up. Oh, you want a background sing for me? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to see the other dudes in the band and see me. What the hell? What's he doing here? Is he eroded? <laughs> show ain't over what is this <laughs> brad's gonna be the kid you know what uh when you play uh, a video game with a little kid but you don't turn the controller <laughs> on he's gonna be that motherfucker <laughs> the mic ain't the, the mic's not even gonna be plugged in it's wireless trust me it's wireless it's wireless, it's wireless. i can't hear myself that's the point <laughs> best mic around no you gotta sing loud into the mic yeah no but i mean in in all honesty brad you got it you got an awesome voice thank you for you got, sure. you got an awesome voice i wouldn't even entertain the thought of you be like I, I, are you a duet guy? Are you do you, do you like uh, bringing people and not even just bringing people on stage, but just having someone uh, to to duet with? Yeah, I mean, not a lot. There's not a lot of guy duets though. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you can make them right. one, but like it takes two, Bradley. It does take two. <laughs> it takes two to make a thing go right. <laughs> and I just lost more money now. <laughs> Fuck, dude. What do you mean, we? Right, no, you're good, man. You're good. Uh, no, dude. And like, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised when you when you sent and I and I liked your Facebook page and stuff. I was, I, I wasn't surprised, but I was like, God damn, a thousand people! Holy fuck! Like that. When you really think about, it, if you fill a thousand people up into a spot, you're like, whoa, holy shit, that's a lot of people. And all of that kind of like, I was at 700 towards the beginning of the year. And so, you know, you just... This year? Yeah. Oh, wow. And so you got like 300 something this year mm, alone. And, and that's from collaborations, you know, doing some nice videos, um, hanging out with the right people, you know. Well, well and that's the thing. You got to find them type of people. You got to find the people that are going to help you get your music out there, get your content out there. That's why Steven's mm-hmm. on the show again. I'm going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to help me get that little content out there right now. <laughs> um, and, um, I'm trying to figure out, because I know other people do podcasts and they have, you know, nice audiences and whatnot. I've got to find... You know, because pe- there there's a specific type of person that likes to listen to a podcast. Right. I there's only like a handful of podcasts. Uh, this one, of course. Um, yeah, <laughs> you can say that just because you're here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, listening, I'm listening to it right now. As it yeah, is. actually, I'm listening to it live and in person. <laughs> live and in it's person. Fabulous and wonderful. Um. Well, yeah, and it is. It's different because normally, if you get in the car, you know, like I'll listen to it sometimes in the car because I feel like that makes the most sense because it's when you're listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. Um. But you do want to more listen to music, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. But which is which, where I come in, right? Um, I mean, would you would you consider? I mean, would it help? I mean, I know a lot of musicians that have started their own podcast. Would you ever start your own podcast like that? I thought about it, and see, 
I'm my life is so interesting that I literally I I never run out of content. Uh, right. Well, not even run out. Well, that's what I mean. Like mm. you know, it'd be and you know a lot of people where if mm. if they were willing to come on now you have which I, they owe me favors a lot. Most people <laughs> a lot of people owe me favors. Call them in and they'll be wonderful. Right. I mean, so like I said, I was saying to us before we started the show, you know, it started with, you know, the cheapest mics I could buy and all that. And I was like, all right, we're just going to try it out. If I don't like it, whatever, then we didn't spend like a god awful amount of money. Exactly. Um, and then now, you know, I've gotten four new mics since then, stands. And now and, studio. It's great. And yeah, it's just, a, it's an awesome, you know. Mm, the but flat, the flat say, screens are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I would say from where you've started to where you are now with having a few people on and having sometimes the same people on the show, it makes a big difference because you bounce ideas off of each other. You, you know, you're talking to someone you know well, so you, you don't, you're not having people come in. You're like, ah, I don't even know what I'm going to talk to them about. <laughs> so it's nice to have that, you know. <laughs> no, well, and like, <laughs> well, no, and like what I've said is, you know, I've always said open invitation. Anybody can come on as long as you've got something you want to talk about, something you want to say. And if you don't want to come on, even just giving a topic to talk about that you would, that would help you want to listen to that, even just that particular episode, because then we're talking about it. Um, but yeah, getting more people to be on. I've done one episode. So on the last podcast I did before I started this one, I did a couple by myself. I've done one so far. Uh, by myself every other, other than that I've had Mark on almost every time uh, and I've had you Brad on and now Steven is well uh, Noel and Christy too have been on one episode and then uh, Steven's the the newest addition uh, to be on the, oh, the yeah. show it's very special guest the diversity hire the diversity hire yeah I gotta make sure I keep it diverse mm. in here don't want anybody thinking any any uh, thing He's not racist. Man. Although I've been, I've heard that you look racist. Yeah, I got told that in a in a fucking store, dude. In a store, some random dude I don't know came up to me and said, "You you kind of look racist." He was recruiting, and I said, "Okay." That, so the first thing that popped in my head, I was like, "Okay." Uh, I, and I literally, I was like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense." I'm like, "How do you, you look racist?" I guess. And I'm, and then you know he started talking to me, and then like in my head I'm like, is this dude, is this dude racist? And he's trying to get me to join some group or he's something because. Okay, so this is what we do. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well I'm not, I'm not a part of that. I'll tell you that. The thing is, you got to remember where I grew up for one, and for two, I played basketball, and I'm not a stereotypical guy, but playing basketball with people at Horlick. About ninety percent of them are going to be black. I was one of two white people that played in our fifteen, you know, fifteen to twenty people that played basketball. Mm-hmm. It was two white people, and the one guy only came because I was there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess I'll come. so I guess you know if I'd white people if it's okay, dodgeball. right? I rather. <laughs> I'm more of a track and field guy. I'm more of a track and field. I'm gonna go throw the shock put. You know, the hell is a shot put? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like a like a big rock. It's like it's usually like basically. Yeah, I mean that is basically what it is. You spin around in a fucking circle and launch a rock, f- yeah. you know, as far as you possibly can. So, do you think you would come on another podcast on here? Absolutely, because I uh, I like telling jokes. I like telling jokes. Like telling jokes. What about a stand-up comedian? Uh, <laughs> If your vocal cords got fucked up, you could only talk. Well, then I would talk over my songs. Be like, hey, baby, <laughs> you look wonderful tonight. Hey. <laughs> I just met you, and this is crazy. 
<laughs> I, I do do that like as a joke though like a song will play that I like and I'll purposely like just talk it yeah <laughs> slob on my knob like, like corn, corn on the cob off there there me and do your job <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I feel like we all it's nice we all have questions like oh what, what would you do and what would I so when I when I was in high school I played football and I had colleges looking at me and then I got hurt and he's and such then, a dreamboat. Just want to enter. Oh, if you could see Brad in per- oh. <laughs> you could see Brad in person. You just couldn't. You couldn't help but look away. What you were saying, So before I got hurt, I was gonna go to college to play football. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go play college. I'm gonna try to go to the NFL. And that didn't work out. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to work at Culver's. Yeah. And then I worked there, and then I worked at a detail shop. But for where I am right now, like in looking at all the friends I have, I'm engaged. You know, I, I think things are really looking up. Like, yeah, I'm I'm sad that I didn't make it, but at the same time, I'm happy how my life is right now. I'm not – I don't make tons of money, but I'm not broke. I have great friends. I have a great family. You know, and things are just looking up, I would say. They're not like, right. they're not like in a rut where I'm like, Man, this fucking sucks. Life well, sucks. and the thing is, is you really, when you really think about how hard it is to make it in any professional sports, <laughs> as a musician, all that shit, like, yeah. you got to think of how many mus- musicians there are compared to how many people there are in just the United States, let alone the world. Yeah. Well, even when I played semi-pro, it was, it was cool because you got, you know, right coming out of high school, you got those coaches like, oh, you'll probably never put, you know, put football pads on again. And then going to play for, you know, three years in semi-pro, like, that was really cool. So what? Uh, what? Where'd you play it for the Raiders? What so position? I played for the Raiders. I played defensive end and linebacker. And then when I went and played for the Greendale Warriors, I played defensive line, linebacker, and tight end. I feel like you're like mm-hmm. no offense, you're and you're not a small dude, but defensive line, them, them guys are usually big as fuck. Yeah, but they're slow as fuck. <laughs> so I would right. I could beat them on the corner a lot, but it was well, right. Like I picture like. Outside linebacker, well, the middle linebacker, or something so like that. When I started with the Raiders, my first Steven's just nodding his head. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sports, yeah. So yeah, the tackle guy. Right? Yeah. Yep. So the first Brad's year. Brad's got a tight end. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Went in a tight end, came out a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the first year I played with him, I went in at like 240 pounds. And they're like, okay, you know, you're a good weight, you're quick. And then we practiced three days a week until the season came up, and then we practiced once a week. By the end of the season, I was 175 pounds. Well, you were doing more stuff than sitting on the couch beating your meat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I technically didn't sit on the couch for that. <laughs> I sit on the toilet. <laughs> like God intended. <laughs> it's crazy to think that I started almost at 250 pounds and lost. Right. So well, you, I mean – I was surprised at how much like more in shape I felt when I did that basketball league. Yeah, because I wasn't like playing a lot. Like I would just play with friends and stuff like that. Then I played in that league where I was going every Sunday, running up and down the court playing. You know, and I'm like, oh, first couple games, I'm like, oh shit, like I need to, (laughs) need to get in a little bit more shape here. I'm getting a little tired. And see, that's how I was. You know, going all these gigs and lifting all that equipment and shit. I was buff. I was in good shape. I weighed about 150. I weigh 190 pounds right now. And my stomach is quite large. That Chick-fil-A catching up, I brother. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord's chicken ain't doing The Lord's chicken is not doing the Lord's work. <laughs> it's catching up. <laughs> Getting you that gut. Might as well start eating that devil's chicken from Popeye's. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord's 
Lord, she can be giving the devil's calories. You ain't lying. That is some of the best chicken you can go get, though. Like as far as sandwich wise and like nuggets wise, going. Wait a minute, hold on. Don't take. Did they sponsor this video? They did not. I don't have any sponsors. I promise. I promise. Then the food ain't good. I don't give a damn. The food is trash. Trash. Mm -mm. I watch we get sued for defamation. Right. Right. At least you won't have to worry about them coming after you tomorrow. They're closed. (laughs) (laughs) So so I actually actually have a pretty serious question for all of us to have like an answer to. All right. Well, this is all right. Just I'm going to throw it out. This is how we're going to wrap it up. So this this better be a good question. So. If we were to never meet, like any of us, do you think we'd be on the same track in life that we are right now? I mean, it's hard to say because every little thing that happens in your life changes the course of of choices you may make, choices you may not make. Because if you have shitty friends that, you know do stupid things and you're eventually going to kind of follow in that in that path and then if you've got good friends that you know help you you're gonna uh that's gonna benefit you so i mean it's hard to say uh i would say you know it'd be different for sure obviously uh life would be different uh do i say i would i would be in the same spot maybe not necessarily the exact same but i'd say pretty close maybe i like i wouldn't be too far off Mm. uh maybe maybe still living at my mom's you know or or whatever um but uh I mean, yeah, I mean, it would be slightly different, but I'd say close to the same because I've pretty much, I've, I've always been good at, you know, setting the goals for myself and trying not to let too many people affect my goals, no matter, you know, help me, yes, but, you know, if you're going to bring me down, you know, you're, 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 not around, you're not around me anymore, Dude, so. And the crazy thing is, is, I look at it as like, Sometimes you meet people just because you stop at a stoplight or you stop at a stoplight and it saves you that one, two minutes mm-hmm. where you could have never, ever met that person. Yep. Like it's coincidence that you just came into the car wash and was like, hey, I'm looking for a job. And he hired you. And that's how I met you. Oh, right. And the, well, and the crazy thing is, so I was like, hey, bro, you got a girlfriend? And his girlfriend, I was like, damn, I went to school for her, with her for four years. And that was a crazy thing. And then I went to school with you, but I think you were a freshman when I was a senior. Yep. So. And I really only got to start knowing him from Christina. Right. So that was a big Who thing. has shared uh, my, my uh, post, so I appreciate that. Throw that out there. <laughs> Sponsor. <laughs> Sponsor. Shout out. And here's the thing. I don't. I think if I were to never met Christy or work at the car wash, I think a lot of things would be different. Like, I'd still probably be at home. I'd probably still be driving around my fucking junk bucket truck that I had. Mm. I mean, but everything that I've done in my life so far, like I've had disappointment and I've had everybody, I've had, I've had things that have made me extremely happy, but I th- I don't think my life would be far off. Like what you said, I don't think it'd be far off from what it is now, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm really happy how my life is going right now. That's good. That's good. Not so, you know, cause right now, I mean, that's a good thing to have right yeah. now. Yeah. Because you can't do too much, you know. Right, right now it's pretty much kind of doing kind of what we're doing. You, well, you look at how many like podcast people are starting because they're like, "Fuck, I gotta do something." Well, and this is like just being here, like he said earlier, just being down here, having two great friends, you know, talking, bringing up ideas off of each other. You know, it's just great. So I like it a lot. I think my life wouldn't be too different. I mean, I've always been a single, one track mind kind of guy, like. 
as soon as I was like, I can make a career out of this. That's what I've been going for. You know, that's what I'm right. fucking training myself to do. You know, staying up late nights, going long distances, that whole thing. Like, I, I've always like as a kid, I took a lot of road trips, right? So like that made it perfect for doing all these gigs that are away from home. So like I'm away from my family. I don't fucking miss them. Um, right. <laughs> like uh, until it gets to be like two weeks, and I'm like, oh well. I'm oh, okay, let's go back and visit yeah. for a couple of days or whatever. Um, but you know, being out there on the road, I love that. You know, and um, uh, I'd like to think that uh, my whole life would be different if I didn't go to one concert where I met Sophia, um, and then she introduced me to Christina, and then. Years down the road, she introduced me to you. You introduced me to Jacob. Right. And then, you know, actually, Christina introduced me into, to my girlfriend now. Um, right yeah, up, it's crazy how-, how that shit works, man. It is. I actually, I found it hilarious. So there was a girl I talked to for a very, very short period of time before uh, Noel. They went prom dress shopping together while I was talking to her. They weren't like good friends or nothing like that, but they, you know, they went prom dress shopping. And then when I had told, when we had started talking, I told her, yeah, you know, I was talking to her. And then we kind of, you know, that didn't work out or whatever. And uh, she was like, oh, I went prom dress shopping with her. I'm like, (laughs) but it turns out she did like mention me a little bit. So I thought I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like she was like, oh yeah, I'm just talking to, a, I'm just talking to a guy <laughs> right now. Things, like, if yeah, I were cross that bridge when we, if I was yeah. Noel, I'd walk up to her and be like, I won. I won. Got him. <laughs> you thought, bitch. motherfucker. <laughs> uh, right, and I mean, you know, I've had obviously relationships in the past, and Gosh, some people have known known each other and shit like that, mm-hmm. and you know. You got the sisters in the cut. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I'm signing off. <laughs> you got her, you know, date her, and then her sister says she's got. <laughs> hey, you have to do what you got to do. No, no, never, That's never. Cool. That's a slippery fucking slope. You oh, start yeah. doing that shit. Almost definitely. Yeah. Start climbing up the fucking family tree. Look at Bloomers. <laughs> Go for that crusty <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. This is a family show, goddammit. <laughs> oh, no. ah, is it, though? <laughs> the, the Manson family? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. But uh, I I appreciate you coming, Steven. It's been a, been a blast having you. Pleasure being here, man. Thanks for um, Yeah, it'll be fun. Maybe help me get a little publicity here. Of course. Got, got a famous person in our mix here. <laughs> you want an autograph? Is it uh, uh, we'll we'll talk about that off here. Right. We'll talk about that off here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you. <laughs> no, it's like that's the friend discount, motherfucker. What you talking about? <laughs> no, it's like no, it's like no, it's like sixty dollars. Can I get the friend's discount? Sure, seventy dollars. <laughs> Goes up, motherfucker. What you like, think? I'm selling it to you for seventy because when you need a favor from me, then I won't feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> all right but uh thanks for coming again brad obviously always Thank fun you. having you and we'll we'll have you back again uh, hopefully steven we can get you back uh one day and had a lot of fun uh and anybody thanks for listening if you listen uh for all the seven viewers and listeners out there <laughs> we appreciate you we'll, we'll we won't forget you, <laughs> we, we love you when we get big and we're we're super rich mm-hmm. i might forget a couple of you but that's okay <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, like us on the Facebook page and like Stephen Hall's Facebook page. It's the Stephen Hall Experience, yes. correct? S-T-E-B-H-E-N-H-U-L-L. 
experience. Experience. And if you don't know how to spell experience, look it up on Google. Right. What you think this is? <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, thanks. <laughs> Th- thanks for listening. Episode sixteen. Uh, have a great night, everybody. <laughs>